Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Emmy's special edition of, of uh, what we usually call Screen Talk. It's Emmy Talk. Emmy Talk, Emmy Talk, Emmy Talk, Emmy Talk. Emmy, Emmy Talk with Michael Schneider, the executive editor of IndieWire, and I'm the editor-at-large, Ann Thompson, and we are going to start our prediction mode, and we're going to go through all the categories that we can manage in uh, the next few weeks, right up until the end, and when the voting is completed. Yeah, all the categories uh, that we can fit. So week after week, come back here, and uh, we'll be playing some predictions for you. So we are going to start with what is called Best Special Class Program, and you may want to know what the hell that is. But what it basically is are these big shows like the Tonys, the Oscars, a live edition of Hairspray that aired on NBC, and the Super Bowl halftime show starring Lady Gaga. Yeah, it's kind of shows that really don't have anywhere else to go. Uh, so it's let's just lump everything else, the extras, into this special class category. So how do these people who vote for this, and this is always the big question for me, how, do, how on what basis do they weigh the best show if they're all so different? Well, and, and also the... The, the, the big debate that's always, uh, you know, waged is, you know, is it weird for an award show to be awarding other award shows? Right. It's, it's a little meta. And there was a period of time where the Emmys were even eligible for an Emmy. They, they, stopped, that, <laughs> they stopped that nonsense a couple years ago, or several years ago, rather. But, but still, it is strange to see all these different award shows up uh, in other, you know, along with, uh, you know, the live musicals, uh, halftime shows. It is a real grab bag. Uh, and this year, it kind of looks like the, almost like every year. The other thing is, it almost looks the same. So this year, once again, you've got the Oscars. You've got the Super Bowl Fifty One halftime show starring Lady Gaga. You've got Hairspray Live, and you've got the seventieth annual Tony Awards. And I understand most people seem to feel that the Oscars are the most. I could see that. I mean, it's the most elaborate, the 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 most gorgeously mounted. Um, I mean, if it were me, I might go with Hairspray Live, just because that's an actual artistic endeavor that was well executed and very popular, but... Yeah, well, and you know, Grease Live won last year, so the trend would be to give it to Hairspray Live this year, but we're talking about the most interesting Oscars in history. It was the night that the envelope was a mistake. Right. If there was ever an Oscars to award uh, an Emmy to, it was this one, the the one that we're still talking about. Yeah, but you're awarding it for something that was done well, and I would like to suggest to you that aside from the snafu, this was actually one of the most smoothly mounted and well-mounted Oscar shows in recent memory. Yeah, yeah. We'll start with host Jimmy Kimmel, who earned almost universal raves for his job. He did fantastic, and it made for, you know, the Oscars, uh, it's been hit or miss over the years, and it really does come down to host, and, and Kimmel pulled it off. Indeed. So, so we agree on that. Yeah, so so I would not be shocked to see the Oscars. But again, uh, you know, you've got the same nominees as last year, Tony's, Oscars, Super Bowl halftime, uh, a musical live show. The one that wasn't nominated this year was the Golden Globes, which was nominated last year. So. Hmm. 
Yeah, I can't even remember the Golden Globes. It already is falling into the mists of, of history. It does feel like a long time ago. So the other category we're going to do, Best Host for a Reality or Reality Competition Program. And in this case, we have RuPaul, RuPaul's Drag Race, which is gaining in popularity and actually got nominated for the first time yeah, yeah. this year. I think he got host last time. Yeah, so RuPaul actually won last year uh, for, for host. So he's, uh, you know, he's he's could he's be on a, a roll. Yeah, could be a repeat winner. Would not be surprised. Then we have Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg yes, for is, their potluck dinner party. Which faces my personal favorite because I would love nothing better than to see Snoop Dogg and Martha on stage at the Emmys. <laughs> It's not going to happen. It's probably Heidi not. Klum and Tim Gunn for Project Runway. I think they do a great job. I adore them. I love the show. Yeah. But it's all along in, on the tooth I at this stage. I was about to say, it's, it's a show that people don't really talk about much anymore. I think everyone's a little Sort of taken on. for granted. Yeah. yeah. Then we have Alec Baldwin in the match game, which is one of those things my father would say, how are the mighty fallen, in my, <laughs> in my estimation on it. He's an actor. Well, but, you know, these days everyone wants to be a game show host. No. Yeah. It's, it is it's, a step down. It, not anymore, apparently. I mean, look. Uh, you, what, does it improve their TV cues, or does it improve their wallet size? It, well, it definitely improves their wallet size, so that that's part of it. But when you look at the, the caliber of, of uh, stars who are actually now hosting uh, reality shows and game shows, it's, it's pretty astounding. Well, I would rather see him do Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live, which is a whole other category. Gordon Ramsay for MasterChef Junior and M. Kamau Bell for United States of yeah. America. Uh, like, uh, I love that Kamau Bell got nominated, and that's a classic. It's it's just you know it's it's a an honor to be nominated or an honor to be nominated because there's no chance that he actually wins, but he does great work on that show. So that's I'm giving exciting. it to RuPaul. No, in RuPaul in a walk. Uh, as much as I'd love Martha and Snoop to get in, it probably will be a repeat for RuPaul. But it is an interesting uh, different category this year with RuPaul and Heidi and Tim, the only returnees from last year. Then we have Exceptional Merit in Documentary Filmmaking. And um, this is a situation where you actually have features and shorts mixing it up. And you have the two Oscar winners from this past year in the running for the same award. In other words, O.J. Made in America from ESPN and the White Helmets from, from Netflix. And I have to guess that O.J. Will, will win again. Why don't you run through the others? Yeah, so so I'd say definitely O.J., although, you know, another favorite is Bright Lights, starring Carrie Fisher and Debbie, Debbie There's Reynolds. There's some emotion there. For obvious for reasons. HBO. Some real emotion for that. That did not get an Oscar nomination. No, so it's, uh, you know, it, it might be a sentimental favorite, uh, you know, there there could be OJ fatigue at this point. People are still like we're talking about OJ a, a year later, uh, so that could play into perhaps Carrie and Debbie uh, uh, sort of getting a surprise win. That is unlikely. Right. Let unlikely. Me ask, let me ask you another but, question. Yeah. In, uh, in in the Oscar uh, in, in, in with Oscar voters, you definitely go for gravitas. You go for serious. You know, effort and and extraordinary accomplishment, whereas. The reason Bright Lights didn't get nominated by the Oscars was that it was an entertainment at the time. It was before yeah. her death. It, it it was not considered as serious as some of the films that they actually put forward. Does that apply to the Emmy voter? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think it depends. I, I think there's a little less emphasis on gravitas because it's not the same kind of award as it is at the Oscars. But... 
Uh, you know, OJ Made in America made such an impression on this industry, on, on everyone, and it changed the game uh, for ESPN, for uh, you know, sports documentaries, for, for all sorts of different things that it's, it's pretty much a shoe in. I think so. Um, yeah, the, the other entries are, are solid. But LA92 is the best of all the anniversary LA Riot documentaries, yeah. of which there were like seven. There were a bunch. There was a John Singleton. Yeah. Uh, there was another one that I thought was very good by John Ridley, but his is not eligible. He didn't submit it. He's trying for an Oscar instead. Um, and then there's Oklahoma City from Discovery Channel. I I would imagine that LA92 might be more topical now. Uh, I, I suppose, recent. yeah, you know, a little more recent, although, you know, short-term memories, uh, you know, that was back in April when, when these all made some noise. Um, uh, now, granted, OJ's even older, you're That's right. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But, um, but you know, What's so funny is OJ and uh, his recent, uh, uh, you know, hearing to. It's got bad ratings. <laughs> but people were paying attention to it. People, OJ's back in the news yet again, right at the right time when when people are thinking about the Emmys. So, uh, you know, last year, by the way, in this category, there was a tie. So who knows? Maybe OJ, Carrie Fisher, and Debbie Reynolds can all. Uh, well, they won't be taking home Emmys, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, dear. Good to know. Yes. Um, then we have Best Documentary or Nonfiction Special. Again, familiar from the Oscar race is Ava DuVernay's 13th from Netflix. One of the riot docs is in this category, L.A. Burning the Riots 25 Years Later from A&E. And The Beatles, Eight Days a Week. This is the Ron Howard documentary that is actually going to be in the running for the Oscar this year, which was from Hulu, and A a House Divided, Vice Special Report, and Amanda Amanda Knox from Netflix, which was eligible for the Oscars last year but was not nominated. So, you know, this this intersection of Oscar and Emmy, now that's going to change, right? Is is that where... Well, I I find it very interesting. The rules changed supposedly because of OJ, but there is uh, an Amazon doc, uh, Long Strange Trip, about the Grateful Dead, that debuted as a theatrical movie, six hours long, uh, you know, up at Sundance, and they're breaking it, four hours long, and they're breaking it into parts for Amazon. So it's still eligible. So, so it's episodic TV that is supposedly not eligible for the Oscars. Just, you know... So it's all how you play it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the, the strategy of it all. Uh, well, 13th, as you mentioned, is the, the front runner, and that would uh, continue Netflix's streak. Uh, they won this category last year with What Happened Miss Simone. Uh, would not be surprised if 13th picked it up again this year for, for Netflix, uh, partly because of Ava DuVernay. She's just such an extraordinarily um, ubiquitous and um, present yeah. person. She uses social media with a great deal of skill because she has a marketing background. She's become a spokesperson for this, uh, you know, women in, you know, because of her series, um, Queen Sugar, you know, advocating for women directors. I mean, she's just become an enormously popular figure. Yeah, yeah. Quite honestly, when you see her name, you I think you just automatically check by that box at this point. Uh, she's a familiar name in a world of, uh, you know, perhaps other names that aren't as familiar to the voters. And the voters may want to very well lean in, um, as they did during the nomination process, yeah. for some Diversity and inclusion in the winners. Absolutely. Um, and then we have Best Documentary or Nonfiction Series. 
uh, The Keepers on Netflix, which I am still finishing up. Yeah. This is one of my favorite series, uh, new series of the year. It's an extraordinary one about, it's a true crime series about yeah. these, the murder of a nun uh, and and the women mostly and men who right. are trying to find out what really happened to well, her. Well, then they pretty much know, right? I mean, it was this priest who he did something. He did something. He murdered her. He had <laughs> right? someone else murder her. Well, probably something. Yeah, he made it happen. Either way, he, it's a little. Yeah. He's gone. He's so yeah. it's not going to be put into uh, into the courts. But uh, it's a fa- it's one of the it's really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, up against it, Planet Earth 2, which was incredible from BBC America. Ten nominations for BBC America for Planet Earth 2, so that, that was solid. Oops, sorry. I'm, I'm turning oh. over the wrong area. Oh, we got Chef's Table from Netflix, uh, a nominee from last year returning. American Masters, PBS, also a nominee from last year back. And 30 for 30 from ESPN, which, you know, has become, again, like I was saying before, the standard bearer for uh, uh, sports documentary series. Uh, ESPN... Well, that's uh, they originally did OJ, but yeah. they just turned it into a seven-hour right, <laughs> instead right. of a 30-minute. But 30 for 30 has, has turned into you know quite a, a series, seven nominations for ESPN this year, up from zero last year. So ESPN, now a player in this space. Now, of course, you know what show won last year for this award. Making a Murderer, Netflix. So Netflix can continue again the streak if The Keepers picks it up. And, uh, you know, once again, uh, dominating this, this whole docu-space. I, I think they, I mean, honestly, they do, they're dominating it. And it used to be HBO and Sheila Evans, the great czar of documentaries, that dominated this space. And now it's, it's definitely Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Lisa Nishimura is the uh, doyen of that universe. Well, it's Netflix stealing a page from HBO, knowing that you know it's, it's a lot of these categories where you can really start to tally up nominations. So, you know, it's it's really a, t- a battle of those two titans. Now, HBO managed to still increase its number over last year, even though it had fewer at bats uh, in, in some of these spaces. So. All right, so then we go to Best Informational Series or Special, and my favorite, uh, I have to say, still remains Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. Uh, do you think that's the leading one in this category, or do you think some of the others have a shot? Well, it won last year, so of course it's got the incumbency uh, behind it. The uh, potential spoiler could be Leah Remini and her Scientology in the Aftermath series that she did for A&E, which got a ton of attention. And uh, Remini really got uh, some, some real accolades for you know really being gutsy and ballsy and, and coming out and, and completely disavowing her time in that, that uh, organization, is that the best way to put it, in that cult, I mean organization. But um, it's uh, it was a pretty uh, well received uh, documentary series. It's coming back as well. So uh, Bourdain's got a little bit of competition there. But again, he won last year, so I would not be surprised if he picked it up again he this year. He's that sort of perfect combination of a winning celebrity host persona, but he's taken seriously and he does it really. You know, he executes his team; they execute it really well, yeah. and it's fun and it's informative. And it's travel and food and politics all in one delicious package. Yeah, and his uh, so so the other competitors in that category were all nominated last year as well. Uh, Vice on HBO, Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson on Nat Geo, and Inside There's the Actors some Studio. Celebrity yeah. quality there yeah, too. Yeah, um, and also uh, Inside the Actors Studio on Bravo. 
So yeah, all right. Um, and inside the da- the actor's studio is, of course, James Lipton, who who is uh, twenty three years doing this show. Uh, only 23? Honestly, I feel the, like he's been doing that longer. And he has all women this year, except for Cuba Gooding Jr., which oh. is sort of interesting. Yeah. He did Viola Davis, and he did The Girls. That's the, yeah. the episode that was submitted was, uh, was what, The Girls episode. What's interesting is that's the, the kind of the last holdout from the old Bravo. You know, it's so interesting to see Bravo turned into a completely different, you know, it's the network of Real Housewives. And, you know, they completely changed their entire programming mix, you know, a good 10 years ago, 15 years ago now. But yet, inside the actor's studio, sort of holds strong as this weird island among housewives. It's actually really, really successful beyond what you would think. And it plays in countries all over the world. Um, I'm just looking. 23 years, yep, 94 million uh, People watch it and in 125 countries around yeah. the world. Whatever. Okay, <laughs> we are moving. It's actually not going to win, but I no, thought it, you know. Again, it's nice Bravo to be Bravo to Mr. Lipton. Yeah, Best variety special. Um, why don't you do the honors on this one? Well, this is an interesting category because you've got a number of talk show hosts who managed to double dip. And they managed to get nominations in this category in addition to their shows uh, because they all did special editions this year. So Full Frontal with Samantha Bee presents Not the White House Correspondents' Dinner on TBS. That got a nomination in this category. Stephen Colbert's Live Election Night Democracy series finale, Who's Going to Clean Up This Shit, on Showtime, which uh, you know was his election night special, which, again, I think... Sort of notorious. It's, gonna, it's, it's a document of the ages. We're um, gonna, <laughs> years from now, historians are going to be what, like examining that episode for the moment where the world changed. Understood what was happening. Yeah, so, so you've got those two very political uh, specials that uh, you know could, could be competing with each other. Could always cancel each other out, too, because uh, the other nominees are... Carpool Karaoke, primetime special on CBS. Again, another uh, you know James Corden uh, spinoff of his talk show in primetime. Uh, Louis C.K. 2017, his uh, stand-up special for Netflix. And then uh, Sarah Silverman, A Speck of Dust, her stand-up special for Netflix as well. So you've got two stand-up specials and then four, uh, I'm sorry, three uh, talk show spinoff uh, specials all competing against each other in this category. So who wins? Uh, probably Samantha B. I got to tell you, I feel like she's she got... She didn't even get nominated last year. No, but she's got the momentum. I mean, neither did uh, Colbert. That's but right. Those two, politics turned their story around. Those two have the, the real momentum this year. So it's... Uh, We're done, believe it is, or not. Is that it? Yeah, is that it for this it. week? That's it. We have many more categories to go. All right. Well, we're just beginning, so keep uh, tuning in every week as we uh, go through uh, the list and uh, handicap it. Thanks, Michael. (laughs) Thanks, Anne. A pleasure. Always.